Where where do we begin? <laughs> with that. Oh, with that is so plain, man. That yeah, was called five. Yes, yes. Where 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 do we? Where where do we go? <laughs> if he, what are you being? If you don't laugh, fan, ask fan. You still go chop the same thing. <laughs> if you Charlie, don't laugh, I'm stressing here, cry. Across who? <sighs> this this coach. I I trusted him. I believe in him. Hmm. Oh no, we we are still away from dominating the. Hey, sorry, I said you. We're dominating the continent. So we know if we qualify, yeah. go to Cup champions. That goes to your blue. That that goes that goes for both United and Okasan. But if the after the whistle podcast with very disappointed fans I will be disappointed for, for, for yeah. I'm, 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 I'm disappointed please don't worry about it I'm disappointed please see, 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 listen it's not going to last forever so you might as well be disappointed I, I normally I normally don't go on rant I don't go on time with them you making people indulge me okay. free your mind <laughs> definitely say oh. <laughs> it's, a, it's a sermon you know, when 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 Oligan and Social got the United job, there was you, you could see the camps which were forming. There's either one of our own who understands what this club is about, and so he would uh, try his absolute best to get us where we want to be. And then you have the other faction that this is a very inexperienced coach who has come to take a job larger than him. But you you could always see that everyone wanted him to succeed. Now when he took over um, when he took over the club in 2018, had half a season, failed to quit. Did, did, did he, yeah, he failed to qualify for Europe. No, Smiley, you correct me if I'm wrong, because you be the stars guy. Job six. So failed to qualify for Europe. So yeah. Um, needed a full season and that is that. And I will say that, and I'll see say that off mic. Had fans been in the stadium that season, there was absolutely no way he was. Oh wow! There. At that one day, I'm dead. I'm dead as serious. There was absolutely no way he would have survived that season. But sure, let's 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 say like he did, and so. He was able to, you know, buy himself some time, get some more leverage, and able to build on the success which he had, <laughs> if you even want to call it success, qualify for Europe and then um, getting kicked out of semifinals and all that. We are approaching his third year. No, yeah, we're, we're, we're approaching his third year at the club. And he spent close to half Jesus. a billion pounds. This team is this team is definitely his. Now he speaks of United as if it is his own. And that's how the club that's how the club wants to make you feel. All these emotional connections which you can draw to it and all that. But then at what point in time would you actually say that what work is he actually doing on the pitch? Why is your eyes focused on the branding and the makeup and the the, the feel good factor DNA in Sanquasasenu. Like, where does the work actually translate on the pitch? You've put together a brilliant squad, 
title winning squad. Right now, do the work and actually coach them in total. <laughs> right now, do the work and actually let us see what they have to do. Your coaching staff are also just as inexperienced as you. But then they, they understand the club. If you understand the club, it should trickle down. It shouldn't be stagnant. Like It shouldn't be life flat across board. You are the boss at the end of the day. And you go and get somebody who was a coach in the youth ranks. Someone who just finished his coaching bag. And someone who hasn't coached the top flight team. The last time he coached the team was Hal. I hope this person will go bring the last thing we coached with Hal City. My feelings last coaching gig was Hal City. Yeah, and then he had some role with, with the Central Coast Mariners in Australia. I don't know whether he was it. Uh, Australia. It was a uh, coach in Austra- Australian. Yeah, hey, I believe you. Smiley. Hey, you know your club. Hey, nobody can deny you. Nobody can stop me. Nobody can continue your rant. Yeah, I know Vexo. But then, like, yes. if, subdues, <laughs> if there's absolutely any way that this guy can be able to hear this, my boss. Just let it go. You you know catch. You could probably get there, but then you know catch. Like the the the, the passion, then the sign, the nonsense way they talk. It gets on key buzzwords where they like talk. <laughs> no, <buzzword>. robustness. <laughs> <laughs> the team is robust. Oh, shit. Mm. Stay positive. Stay positive t- like. Bro. It, like the way that we the, the the way that we're going on someone like McTominay, like no footballing attribute whatsoever. The same way I can also go to Oligan Social and say there's no uh, coaching tact uh, attributes whatsoever. He could manage he could manage the players and make them feel okay, bring some harmony to the dressing and all that. And that's all that he has done. At a time where there was disharmony in the squad, the 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 the, 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 the Boys felt like they didn't want to play for the club. There was so much toxicity in the club from the owners and all that. And the, like he's bought himself a lot of goodwill. But then when it starts affecting their money, bro, it wasn't even halftime and, and, and far side walking out of the club. This is the first time you were experiencing this. Like, the, <laughs> no, no, no. Like, so <laughs> I can't. <laughs> 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 bro, bro, and, and I know that's why you're here, and I, and I love it that you actually come to join us. But me, as a fan, first and foremost, like it, the, today was just stupid. It was just stupid. You might as well just forfeit the game. Save us, save us the trip. Like, bro, you know, it gives you first half quits. Oh shit! I mean, we can, we can, we we can identify. We can, ident- we can. You can pinpoint players and their performances and all that. By the end of the day, if you come out as a coach, your post, your post presser, and say that it's your the way that you want to approach the game, then you're also very very stupid. It was very naive of you to believe that you could match this team when you are nursing, you are nursing injuries, you are shit out of form, and you know that you've changed the way that you play because you said that you want to start this season by actually playing on the front foot. But even in games last season, when you even played on the front, the front foot, you weren't able to break teams down. And if you haven't identified or even changed the way that you play to sort of get rid of those problems so that 
we can even see that, oh, there's been, there's been an attempt. Nah, you play the same fucked up back four. You still are still trying to push with that uh, disjointed midfield and then attack. Just attack. Because United DNA, United Way, there's all those stupid buzzwords that fans, the United boys just to talk by heart. Me, I like football and I like watching Manchester United. That's where the buck stops. This these kind of foolish things where you talk, say, I will now feel like, say, what you I didn't grow up in Manchester, so me, I can't really identify. Me, I grew up for a crap. My team, then they battered them for the, the club. Is yeah. so Nowhere cool. Nowhere cool for me today bro. at all. Score with six. I cry how to fall. If I catch them, I will slap them all. Therefore, make them walk from without comeback. See, I fall. But then, Charlie, that's the way. That's the way it goes. It's 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 a period which I believe that you know is necessary. Like you, you go through it. You go through it. If you get owner like Roman Abramovich, where he did, he say as long as he's alive, there. Hey, I You bomb. But uh, yeah, me. That's that's where we'll stop. Uh, sorry for. Uh, you know, going off on it. But yeah, Charlie, welcome to <laughs> another episode of After the Whistle. <sighs> Charlie, the intro self cry over me. But yeah, Charlie, I'm joining the studio with uh, David Van Gelder, Smiley, and Corey, who has been on hiatus because Charlie be big puppy. Charlie, how, how it's fun a trip, bro. It's a really good trip. I'm not even going to lie, man. Oh, oh. Um, <laughs> you guys want to tackle the hard spot because heading heading to this weekend, Ghanaians Ghanaians are starting to fall in love with Ghana uh, football again. Recent performances in uh, the international break with uh, us securing uh, two wins and still you know uh, ensuring that you know we have a chance qualifying for the World Cup. Pate being on form, come out being too. Also, they try like you know people people uh, has to also winning the Premier League in which they did off the tail end of last season. And come thinking that you know they can actually qualify for uh, the CAF Champions League. Heading into this week, there was a bit of optimism, but then it's the Ghanaian in you that thinks that Charlie. Once you hope more, everything just dies. Hmm. Everything just dies. David, like, I mean, this match is still going on, but then what do you think has gone wrong in some obey these guys? Like, hmm. why, how, how is it that they, they haven't been able to see this through? The match is still going on. By the time that it comes out, you know, the match will be done. But I don't think it's, it'll be really, 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 really uh, strange if they're able to. Um, I'll start by saying big happy birthday to Don Roman Abramovich, the best club owner in world football. God bless you so much. Keep making us great. We love your money. Keep pumping it and we'll keep winning. Um, for Castle Folk, I think uh, it starts from, I'll put the blame down to preparation. Preparation in the sense that if you compare the two clubs, Midad and Akasa Fuku, Midad, the Moroccan League has already started. 
They played six matches in the American League. Of course, without the top of the, the league, which is no mean feat because there is, uh, what's the name of the other club in Casablanca? Something, 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 Casablanca. Very, very, very top team in Africa. Raja. Um, the Ghanaian League has not even started. There was no preseason for these Premier League sites. Not even when I was a child, I remember there used to be, you know, top four, sort of top four gala or top four tournament before the league starts, just for the top four from the previous season. Just some way to get these boys going. The, the Football Association failed to even organize something like this. They organized preseason for Division One, but they couldn't organize for for those in the Premier League. So. Exactly. If you watched the game last week in Accra, where Accra House of Folk started poorly and came into the game, took the lead, and ended the match poorly because they were not fit. They, they just couldn't play with the guys from Morocco. You've gone into, and going into this match, no, just of course training. We know, you know, referring decisions are there and all of that and the intimidation stuff happening. But at the core of it all is preparation. The team was just not prepared for this level of football. And it is translating in the scoreline. I, I, I started watching the game and I stopped watching at 4-0 because the amount of naivety that was on display was just a bit too much for me. Coach Samoboedu is a good coach by Ghanaian standards. But this battering will be a, a baptism of fire for him, I believe. That next time when he gets himself into such a position, he will better prepare and better manage his team. The boys were jittery from the start. Within 10 minutes, they had conceded two goals. And they started the same way in Accra. Only difference is Richard Assad, their keeper, kept, kept them in the game. Right? But today, he also was found wanting at least for the first and second goal. Then every decision of the referee in the match goes against us. So the boys are just playing whatever they can. Or you can just see the clear difference from a team that has played six matches and a team that has barely played any games this season. The, the difference is quite clear. So for me, I think right now, all our somebody put out a tweet that says, the truth of the matter is that all the Ghanaian teams in Africa are now small boys, and that's true. The people we think are big boys, of course, across the full big club, you know, we call them the, the has 11 continental masters, but we've not been continental masters in a very long time. Masters are taken to the same for them. So this should be sort of a joke, a wake-up call for the football administration in our country. And if we want football in the country to be what it was in its heyday, the 2000-2000 where everything was just so fantastic. A lot more must be done. The Moroccan people made their team play over the week, uh, in the uh, midweek so they can have time to prepare for this game. Whilst others were playing over the weekend. You know, all of these things are little, little things that is done for, for people to, to for people you know, we complain a lot that the English FA doesn't do enough for English teams when they go to Europe because they don't give them, you know, they don't push games for them to play in, in other, uh, you know, times apart from the schedule times and all of that. And it's similar and worse when it comes to the Ghana Premier League. Players don't have places to train. 
and even if they have the training facilities, the amenities and things they have, they are poor, and all of that. And me, I'm happy that Haas has got at least this opportunity. They have a chunk of players who have never been on this level. Now they know what they are competing against. So I, I, I stand to reason that anybody who wants to do well and challenges themselves will try their very best to move forward with this kind of project or with this kind of process where I've seen the, the, what, the, what the excellence out there is. Now I must translate that into my team so that next time when I'm in this position, I can qualify. I really hope and wish for hearts that we could make it to the Champions League group stage, but it looks like Cultivation's Cup is where we will go this year. So those are my thoughts on that. So once again, big happy birthday to Roman Abramovich. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Um, <clears throat> so that being said, I think we can just go through uh, what occurred during the weekend because it's the end of match week nine. Yeah, end of match week nine. Um, week started off with uh, on Friday evening with uh, Arsenal. It's probably even on the way. Yeah, I think it's still here. Yeah, man. No, you you yeah, were mute for a second, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Arsenal. You're, you're yes, playing Villa, right? Yeah, 1-3-1. Goals from Alba. Smith Row. That's Ghanaian, man. Yeah. We, <laughs> um, we had matches later on the next day. I mean, I can run through the results, but then we all know where it started with a dominating performance from Chelsea. Charlie, Norwich, how bad are Norwich? Corey, how bad are Norwich? I know. I know. <laughs> Relax. I'm not shying away from the brilliance which Chelsea uh, had or displayed that day because they amount to managed to scuff a penalty but then was retaken again, scored it, helped them to get a hat trick on the day. Chilwell's been on my form. Reese James, too, still they produce the goods. Without a striker, you are still like the bang goals. And Edward Mendy, top, 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 top people. Didn't do much that day, but then coming off of his performance from uh, in Europe, you know, <coughs> there are a lot of questions, a lot of things going around why he wasn't on the Ballon d'Or list. Chelsea looked to be a very, very, very solid team. It's just that Norwich. <laughs> it just showed how bad Norwich were because it didn't even seem like much of a fight. Because how how bad so, are Norwich? I wouldn't take away from Chelsea first. I, I want to tackle that first. Chelsea played. You can only beat what is in front of you, and Chelsea played an absolute beautiful game of football. They were attacking. I was actually really impressed with uh, this guy Callum. I didn't think he was he was decent like that, but I was quite impressed. And Chelsea. I mean, they tore Norwich apart, but bloody hell, man. Norwich, I mean, I think, why? Every, like, it's like they're claiming every single game. It's like, they, they before the game, they spoke about uh, uh, dropping some, some, some of my principles to, to change my approach, and you know, so we're hoping that, yeah, for the game inside, we'll see something different. Dude, nothing has changed. And I think their manager, the Farke guy, I think he's, he's out of his depth in the premiership. He's a good championship coach, 
he'll, he'll bring you up from the championship, but I think like that's his cap, and maybe and maybe they need to cap him at that. Like if you guys drop back down, hire him again, and let him bring you back up, then you know you give him like five games, and then after that, Charlie, yeah, why don't you suck him? If he's doing well, you keep him. But I think I think that's that's his cap because I do not understand what I see from Norwich. They are, they are a shadow of even what they were last the last time they were in the Premiership when they started the Premiership they started really well like they were toppling teams like City and things Charlie Pukki was on form everybody had him in the in the FPL and things then Charlie that team just vanished <laughs> you ask like what went wrong did did they stop playing for the manager today like what did the what what inside because I don't understand why the deterioration. I have an unpopular opinion though. I think that Opaka should be sacked. Sacked. That's it. Just sack him. I, I don't understand why you why unless they are unless they are unless their philosophy is well some people amongst uh, the Norwich hierarchy and to allow some Norwich fans, they love him. They don't want him to be sacked. So <laughs> it's quite unpopular from Norwich. But yeah, because it is a it is a long term project, which yes, you know, and he's like been there he... for four years. I think got them up twice. I sent them down twice, or right back down. The problem was sending them right down. Right back down. Yeah, and and unless mm-hmm. that is the philosophy of Norwich, then then he's doing a fantastic job. <laughs> you know, bring us in one year. Let's make that all that money from Premier League and go back down. Maybe. Play there, come back, make the money. Maybe that's the philosophy. And if that's a philosophy, Get then with the quickness, we have to recall. Yeah, then with the quickness, Chelsea has to recall, uh, what's his name? Billy Gilmore. Because it, we, we can't have uh, our one of our most talented youngsters in a team with such a philosophy. So, so please, Cobham is the best academy in the world. If you have another academy that's better, bring it. So, at the end of the day, I think Daniel Farke should be sad. If Norwich has any ambition, or staying in the Premier League, they should sack Daniel Parker. I don't know if Big Sam has lost his shine, but I will go for Big Sam, you know. Oh, Let's stabilize Steve Bruce Day. Steve Bruce has not healed from what the Newcastle fans did to him. And I feel so... He now he's, he's, he's contemplating with him. I, think he's I, I feel bad. No, they said that, they said that he's, a, he's a what? He's a head with no brain or something like that. Charlie, it's terrible. If you read the comments that, and like the day he was sacked and they asked him for his comments, and if you read the things that he heard, no no human being should should hear those kind of things. No matter how terrible you are at your job, nobody should be calling you names and, you know, attacking mental health. Hashtag mental health is needed and it's important. But back to my point, Parker needs to be sacked. Norwich are bad. They're like really, really, really bad. It was almost like a training match. And I would say that Mount took this game personal because he had those ESL comparisons and he was like, I'm not having it. Hey, Somebody that just came up, make it come up for them. I'm a, I'm a European champion. You're comparing me to somebody who just broke into the Arsenal team oh because Arsenal are a terrible team. I'm oh, not having it. So he went on, he went on and scored a hat-trick. If, if ESL scored a hat-trick, we go free have another conversation. Yo. But so then, I don't want to hear it. So, but, but, and Macy Mount is a very poor player when it comes to scoring goals. So, if he can score a hat trick against you, then, bro, your team is very, very, very bad. You know, your team is very, very, very bad. And I, I, Chelsea was fantastic on the day. Best attacking football I've seen us play on the team since he came. 
I loved the intensity. I loved the pressure. I loved the the fluidity of the game, and and, and I was very happy. But not bad for a team that plays Taliban football. Seven goals, it was cool. It was cool. <clears throat> All right. Uh, going through the other results. Um, following the second of Steve Bruce, you had Graham Jones taking responsibility over Newcastle going to Crystal uh, Palace. They were able to rescue a point. Um, after the game wore on, I could see some fight from the players because in as much as they are expecting change, they're also sort of fighting mm-hmm. for their place within that, uh, within that team as well because a new manager who come could give them a chance or could say that they don't want them. But then at the end of the day, you, you are a professional. You still have to do your job. Um, Leeds and Wolves also leads scoring late on. Uh, BSL's, the BSL's team not really hitting the form uh, which they had last season. Uh, everything all over the place. Ranieri bagging his first win against Everton, fighting from two goals down to score 5-2. That game was crazy. That game was mad. Uh, Burnley and Southampton drawing uh, 2-2. City doing the business as usual. Going to the next stadium and scoring four with a London derby happening today. Uh, West Ham and Spurs. <laughs> Charlie Moise. The the kind wherever he go get that ball. Not Bala. This is this is David Moyes at his absolute best. This is the David Moyes I know. The Everton Moyes stubborn, ragged. Just I really as as a young fan, I really hated playing Everton. My God. They won't play well, then they'll meet Chelsea, then they'll score. Ah, you This is David Moyes, I know. He's not the one that went to Manchester United. And we also say that that had bad rep, and you were calling him names and stuff. This is David Moyes at his absolute best. Players that are not very well known, but cast in his image and after his liking. Ah, doing absolutely wonderful. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, Bradford and Leicester That was a good one. Smart. Yeah. Smiley, smiley. Even if you're not going to talk about United, I didn't say I'm not going to talk about United. United, I get sense talk. But the way, the way no, that you make people not allow smiley make sense. Smiley, yeah. smiley talking hard. I don't like that sense. I'm yet. Oh no, I they can't let him Give him the flip. The after the last match, <laughs> Liverpool at Old Trafford, five nil. Pogba coming on, like the the talking points plenty, but the one thing which I didn't I didn't touch on and I really really want to stay away from is the Pogba situation. Now, it's not, I don't think he does this is intentionally, but at the end of the day, he knows what he's doing. He, he he knows what he's doing. If you go in for a tackle like that, right, you shouldn't expect even if you are. Down. All, all we expect you to see is play simple football. You come now, you make them make them score with where you sound so lose ball, when I chase the ball, you go give some tackle. Like Charlie, the guy <laughs> and I think he knows he now he doesn't care anymore. And if a coach doesn't realize that where there are other people on the bench oh, who want to take that position, take take up his place. Like it 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 depends no like social it is pay me for him. But if if you know if you shine it, you shine. So yeah. 
Liverpool being brilliant today. Absolutely. Uh, and, and you, let me just play this now, because yes, I loaded it saying that I was going to play. You still don't feel that was a win worth celebrating? Um, worth celebrating? Um, well, you, you celebrate every win, don't you? I just... The first half really worried me. Uh, as I've said before, look, and I get it, and people are going to say I'm miserable and probably get slagged off by United fans, but that, that's just the way... I thought I, I looked at that game thinking about Liverpool on Sunday. Maybe it's the wrong thing to do. Thinking about Manchester City. Because I thought in that, in that first half, United were all over the place. They were disjointed. They had the two midfield players playing on their own. Now, if you do that against Manchester City or Liverpool, half-time, it'll be 3 or 4 nil. You'll be out of the game. You're not coming back. And yet, it's great watching, seeing the excitement and seeing the United way, all the smiles on their face, all the attacking all the goals, all the shooting, all the crosses. It's brilliant. I know that. But that first half just stuck with me. But when you've only won one in five, to win in that manner with, with that atmosphere and that reaction, I mean, look at, you know, Cristiano... When, when you say winning that manner, they've come back... Come yeah, back, yeah. That great, great spirit, yeah. Great fighting spirit. They conceded still so many chances. Now, if you're playing against quality players... There's no way you're winning that game. Not a chance you're winning that game. And now everyone will get a little bit carried away with this euphoria. Now, will he play that way on Sunday against Liverpool? It, it was that brilliant. It was that good. Everyone's smiling, everyone's happy. Go and do that on Sunday against Liverpool. See what happens. Well, Imagine Jurgen Klopp at home watching that game in the first half, rubbing his hands together. Shit. See what happens. Shit, oh, we'll this see what game happens. was a freaking psychic, man. Your man said 3 4 nil in the first half. I don't read this guy, so I don't care what somebody says. Uh, you don't know, no, no, after that, the, the, that irrelevant, man. But then if you talk something through there, if you talk something through there, you, you, you have to give it. it yeah, you talk him. I mean, everybody with half a break of football cannot say the same thing. Sure. Make make a left give my boss man make it up. <laughs> Smiley. Liverpool saw Liverpool Liverpool saw what happened on Wednesday night. It's Tuesday or Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday. Wednesday night at Old Trafford, Nick Automatic came on. Conceded two in the first half before back to make it came on. We didn't even go over Champions League because you know, they, this, is, this is the news that's just going to dominate over the next week because uh, you see where Lagan Social is with this job. But Liverpool seeing that, able to exploit every single frailty of United, pushing up high, the, separating the midfield, exposing the, the back line. And Mo Salah, and let me even just say congratulations to Mo Salah on being the first player ever. He scored a hat trick against United. The African. Hey, I did feel like. The only, other, the, only, the, only, the only other player to do that was Elfman uh, <coughs> when he was playing against us in the Champions League. Wait, the first player to uh, score a hat trick against United. Where, where do you want to. No, no, sorry. Uh, first player to score against United oh. at Old Trafford. No, 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 in the Premier I'm t- In the Premier League, yeah, that's Mo Salah. But I figure Old Trafford in general is mm. the second. I mean, I'd, I'd, have to ch- I'd have to check that. But there was something which I just saw today. But the first one was Ronaldo 
and an Andre Patrick, uh, the Champions League. In 2004. Wow, great. <laughs> Tell you. <laughs> you see, wow. this, this defeat is. I, I don't even know where to start. Tell you. My heart. <laughs> Tell you, the words did they come proper mm. safe. See, crack, I must say, crack did no come because of this. We literally call, all called him and said that Charlie can't. But you thank Charlie, you for coming. It's one thing. Losing to Liverpool naturally is a very painful thing. Or any, any day of the year, any time is a painful thing. But when you lose the way we did today, it's, it's extra painful because you don't see any lights at the end of the tunnel right now. Because... We've we've had big defeats before. We've had the six one against Man City. We had the six one against Spurs last just last season. But at least with those ones, you either had an excuse or you had um something some bright spot to look to. Like the six one against City, for example. At least at the time we were second on the table and we had Fergie. So when you have Fergie as your manager, you never really fear about anything. You just know that if something like that happens, it's just a blip. Last season, the Spurs 6-1-2, you had the excuse that Martial got sent off. And it was also very, very... I think it was the second game of the season. So, even though it was also very painful, it's it wasn't as... It wasn't as dark as today's defeat. Because today's defeat is... Probably the most toothless I've ever seen United play, at least under Ole. I don't want to say ever, but this is probably the most toothless performance from United I've ever seen. Because I don't think Liverpool were even at their best. I think they were probably on second or third gear throughout the game. Like Stop, They stopped playing after 60 minutes. Yeah. See, you know, I was complaining that you know, you know, at halftime, you know, at halftime, when they went in, I was mentioning in another group that I was in that we are lucky that it's not, it's not Pep and it's Klopp that we are playing against because Klopp at least he has a heart, he gets soft spots. Pep will tell his boys actually keep going, add another six, yeah. So we are very lucky that because you realize that after they went five 0 up, they stopped playing. They were just trying they, to they keep the results. Like they stopped playing. No, that, that was, it was yeah, even after the red card. Was, was even after the red card. Like they were feeling they sorry for us. They, I don't know, and that's even what's made it even more painful. You are playing against Liverpool, and a whole Liverpool like our number one rivals are feeling sorry for Stop us playing, to the extent bro. that. Stop they are trying to just keep the scoreline as it is for us. Like, that's the saddest thing you ever see from a United team. And, Charlie, it's, it's, I don't know where we go from here because the matches don't get any easier. You have Spurs coming up. You have the Atlanta away game coming up. You have City again coming up. You don't see how where things get better. It's easy to say Sark Oli. After that one, they're like, at this point, we all know that he's come to the end. I don't see him picking himself up after this. He has managed to do some escape trips, uh, tricks for a lot of times and, uh, in his time here. Every time you think that he's he's getting to the end, then he manages to turn things around and manages to do something. But at this point, I don't think, I think he has run out of he has run out of 
Steam, he has run out of Joker cards. Everything, everything is just done at this point. Like you don't know where where to go from here. And I don't even understand. You know, putting Ole aside, to even like as aside him being sucked, obviously, like the the decisions he's been making that you don't really understand that he keeps going with like McTominay and Fred in midfield every time they tell you that they bring some sort of defensive solidity to the team so we should be able to overlook their lack of attacking attacking quality right now we've considered 11 goals in our last three games two of those games McTominay and Fred were playing the only one that he wasn't playing is because Brazil say he will play uh, Copa America uh, World Cup qualifier so he couldn't come back um very sure that he had, if he had played that Leicester game, he wouldn't have gone any differently. Someone like Van de Beek, he's been on the bench f- f- the whole season. He gained name. He gained name for the bench. He's played five minutes the in the league the whole season. Five minutes. Right. This is someone who went over the summer. He went to gym, put on muscle because he thought he was coming to show himself in the second season. Since he came to United, he's only started four games. You're telling me that when you see the team playing the way they are playing right now, he's not good enough to even start one game, at least one game every month. Just give him one game every month. He's not good enough to start oh. one game every month. How many competitions are you guys playing in? <laughs> so, Charlie, right. it's, 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 it's a very... Like, this is the most hopeless I've been as a United fan and only because I know... I, like, I know he's we 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 criticize him and everything, but sometimes I feel like the criticism was a bit harsh because at least he did some positive things. He came in, he steadied the ship. It's just that obviously he the thing is he came in to steady the ship. That when he finished doing that, they should have given him a nice farewell. Yes, you've done your part and you move on. But I think at some point it. They started looking beyond him, just studying the ship and thinking that he could do something. And obviously, he has shown that Charlie he has reached the peak of what he can do. It's it's. I blame I blame I blame Rafael. You know, <laughs> and you know the thing that makes it even more gloomy for me is that knowing my club and the kind of decisions we make and the kind of decision makers we have, I'm not even trying to be hopeful that we sack him. Because they see things very differently from the way we see things. It's not like a Chelsea that's when things, as soon as things, in fact, they don't even wait for things to get overly bad before they make a move. If you can make bad, very small pair, then Charlie, they pack your things in. Very small. Lampard <laughs> left us as nice with no clear direction of coming back up when, before we sacked him. Last time a coach tried to do something like that, he said he... You see, but at United, we, we think more long-term. So, these type of things, I'm, I'm not convinced that this is... This 6 nil defeat, hey, is it 6 or 5? Right? I even lose track of the goals. 5 nil. This 5 nil defeat. Is, I'm not convinced that it's something that will move our people to make a decision. Because even when you look at the... I think well. When you look at the decision-makers, Ed Woodward... He has already submitted his resignation letter. His resignation comes into effect in December. So he's just waiting for his time to reach and then he moves. He's not under any pressure yeah, right now. To, 
Yeah, he's not under any pressure. Like right now, he washing hands. Anything that happen, you know, if you blame him again, he's just waiting for his time to end. The Glazers, they, they don't even understand football. Then just they watch the league table right now. Then see say what we day seventh. Oh, this body are in the playoff places. Since we did and it's Americans, what did they see? We are still in the playoff places. Yes, <laughs> playoff, you know. <laughs> yes. Wow. So my man said. My man said playoff places. Yeah. If you look at the table too, for them, they'll see things and they're saying, oh, just seven points off the top. Right now, we are on top of our Champions League group. It's not as bad as things seem. That's what happens when you don't really have football people in charge of your club. So that's why I'm mm-hmm. trying. I'm not. But, but I'm uh, like. Smiley, can I ask you? Yeah, sure, sure. City don't have football people in charge of that. Oh, they have uh, the Spanish yeah. guy from yeah, Barca. The what are you talking yes. about? Tiki. Uh, Tiki. Uh, Spanish, but, that, about? but that's why. But that have Michael Carrick. Oh, Massa. We did talk uh, seriously. Uh, you say Michael, Michael Carrick. This is my football player. You see, you see ah. that's another thing. Shall I think Keo mentioned is that the coaching staff alone. Like, you have Mike Phelan who hasn't made it anywhere. You have Michael Carrick who is in his first job. You have the set piece coach who they went to pick from Chelsea Academy. You go pick says peace coach from Chelsea Academy make him come coach and he be Chelsea Academy yes Chelsea Academy yes and you make you make Chelsea you have um, what is the name McKenna who I you know the conceit from you have McKenna who they McKenna. also picked from who, who the was United coach? Academy so there's nobody in the, on the bench over there who has any pedigree and that's the thing that annoys me about Ole the most because at least you should have you should have the sense to hire coaches who make up for your deficiencies that was one thing that Fergie managed to do. Because even though I don't really accept that Fergie was tactically deficient or anything, he still managed to bring people who were also like better than him tactically to like just um, make just that that British guy, that British guy where he chopped the team first or something. I'm, for me, I'm even thinking Rene Mullenstein okay. and um, Carlos Queiroz. Then you had curious. a coach, and as he had yeah. at one point, he had an assistant coach who was able to go to Real Madrid to go and coach them. So that should tell you the level that United used to be and the level they are now. Because right now, honestly, we are being serious. No top, no team in the league is hiring only as their manager. And you look back at United back then, and we had an assistant manager who was capable of managing Real Madrid. So the levels have dropped drastically. Like, look at Maguire, for example. Dramatic. Me, this is one thing. This For me, this is one of the things that set, started the downfall of Ole when he made Maguire the captain. Because you just think about it. Just look at Real Madrid, for example. Can you see Real Madrid going to a team like Celta Vigo? And they're going to pick a centre-back from Celta Vigo. That centre-back has two relegations under his belt. And he has never won any trophy in his career. He's 25. They ha- bring, they sign him, and then within a month, they make him the captain. Can you imagine something like this happening at Real Madrid? The moment Maguire became captain at United, that was one of the major, major points for me. That sets... You see, the, cap- the, the captain thing, yeah, it, 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 it can either be a hit or miss, because you will look at the squad at that time, you really struggle to see who because you can't give it to the hair. The hair was was low on confidence. I understand. You see, that, that's the thing. I understand that there was a lack of leadership in the team at the time. But no matter the lack of leadership, 
a person who has never won anything in, in his career and he has been relegated twice and who wasn't even the captain of Leicester City. I don't see any... Um, I don't see, if you are weighing up the pros and cons, I don't see any pros of making Maguire the captain of a team like United. I can see why like other people weren't good enough to be the captain, but still it just doesn't cut that, that doesn't just it doesn't cut it for me as a good enough reason to make Maguire the captain. Like there are other people who you could give it to other people just like to steady the ship. Like it's you could make appointments who they are not really permanent. You could just be balancing it here and there. But actually, all those things for me are just um, part of the reasons that we are where we are today. And Maguire like this, this season, even though I've never really rated him that much, I think he has become worse. And it's because he's probably suffering from imposter syndrome. Because at first, yes, like you were saying, do we really, really have leaders in the team? So if he was captain, even though for me it wasn't a good thing, there weren't too many leaders who could um, stake their claim. Right now, we have serial winners like Ronaldo in the team. We have serial winners like Varane in the team. So suddenly, he comes into the dressing room and he looks, he looks around and he sees people who are more worthy than him. So he has to impress even more than he used to. And I think he's suffering from that this season because this season has been, he has been terrible. He has been very, very terrible, Charlie. I just don't see any. In, in, in his defense, in his defense, coming off, uh, being forced back. To you see, he was terrible country. even before. You know, he was, was never really easy. As in, okay, from the last no, season. No, no, like with, with from last then, season's injury. Yeah, but actually, a bit. Yeah, and then also this season. You see, the thing is that well. this season he already started poorly before the injury came, so that injury was just an excuse for those games, the Leicester game and the Atlanta game. But even before that game, he had already started making mistakes. If you look at the um, stats for this season, I think United are the team that has made the most mistakes leading to um, leading, either leading to a goal or leading to a big chance or something like that. Yeah, and he's... So we 20th. 20th, yes. So we are the number one team making mistakes. And he's one of the major... He carried the table. One of the major reasons he's he's been crap the whole season. It's just the injury has just that just comes to mask it and make it seem like yeah that's the excuse you can hide behind. But Charlie, he's been he has been a train wreck the whole season. See, <laughs> my word is finished. Like I get team stuck, but I don't get team stuck. I'm just stuck in between. Like, <sighs> Charlie, yeah. Liverpool, but I, I would say I don't think we give them enough credit. And uh, if any of you listen to Liverpool fans, yeah, Liverpool fans, they'll come at us if you're looking to join for the show. They only had only about of late they hated TV stars, so <laughs> we can't reach them. <laughs> but I would say that Liverpool was Liverpool were fantastic today. And Mohamed Salah is just oh, yeah. unbelievable. Look, I'm a big Hazard fan. Uh, uh it's it's undeniable that Salah is an absolutely amazing He's done very well to become the, the African with the most goals in the Premier League. Previously held by Didier Drogba. Uh, I mean, and he's done it 89 games less than Drogba did it in. So he's an absolutely phenomenal player. Might even might be a stretch, but I think he's a good goal scorer. No, he was clutching big games. Ah, but, <laughs> <a> big game, <laughs> but 
for 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 and for Chelsea fans, that's all they really need. Come clutch in the big games, Okay, Wait, did someone say Mosala? I'm thinking about. I'm thinking back. Did someone say Mosala is the first African to score a hat trick? No, he's the first. Uh, he's the first player to score a hat trick against United in the Premier League at Old Trafford. But yeah, the African, African one, it sounds very plausible that he'd be the first African. Oh, Eto'o has done it. Chelsea, I think that's uh, yeah. Chelsea. But, but, but that was a staff Anyway, he, he, he's an absolutely phenomenal player. He probably is the best player in the world right now. He won't win the Ballon d'Or, Georgino you know for Ballon d'Or. But, <laughs> uh, <sighs> but yeah, I'm Liverpool. Just... Charlie, yo, shout, 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 shout out to my guy JQ. You, you said mm-hmm. I talk, I talk shit about Liverpool, but yeah. But Liverpool, <laughs> but Liverpool, 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 Liverpool absolutely brilliant today. And that's the, you know, this is how you know they have for me either number one or number two best coach in the world at the moment. And I know in my prediction, I said though because, yeah, you know, considering the Afcon and whatever, but maybe they, they have that in mind and they've probably decided, you know what, let's just open the gap so that by the time these people go and come back, even if the gap is closed, I was even coming, if the gap is I was closed, coming here to make this point. And we can carry on. I was coming here we to make this point that Klopp knows power pass in that January period there, Biawa. So go full throttle mm-hmm. right now. Because they, they've, they've escorted everybody. Uh, this, this about the they've scored more than three goals every single that's game. crazy you know mm. which is mad that's crazy which is mad they're, they're, like my they're so prolific eh? you know let me just say good let me just say one more this is a discovery just uh, particularly on this thing about goals that's one thing about Ole that like this season has really exposed him because I think he was always good at setting up the team for to play counter-attacking football. That one there is a very well, like everybody has accepted that one. That's very well established. But even that one, it was mainly because he had he, he already like he had low expectations at the time, considering the players he had, like back the, and also because of certain players that he had. Because for example, in a game like this, naturally you'd have played Daniel James. Who would be able to put in a lot of work um, on the wings, track him back, and also play very well on the counter? But right now, the forward line that he has, he can't really play. He can't. He doesn't really have the players to um, sit back and counter all the time. So right now, he's forced to play on the on the front foot because now you are forced to play with. The likes of Ronaldo, Greenwood, Rashford. You don't have any person who is known to be that person who likes to track back and all that. So suddenly, he's forced to play front foot football. And that is what has really, really exposed him this season. Because, actually, there's no hiding from anything again. And that's what makes it even more annoying that he's playing McTominay and Fred. Because if you are playing front foot football, you can't play McTominay and Fred in midfield because they are not controlling anything. Also, when you have Bruno, who, as we all know, is also a very high turnover player. So when you look at it, you don't really have players in in midfield who can um, who can control the ball. Even when like even when you're leading two 0 and you're looking for people to just pass the ball around and just keep keep things like just keep possession and everything. If you have McTominay, Fred, and Bruno. 
that's not really something you can do because all those three players, they don't really know how to keep the ball. McTominay like this, he hides from the ball and then he just pops out every now and then to do a crunching tackle just so that people can say he's passionate, he gives his all. So that's really another thing that has really exposed him. But Charlie, I want to stop ranting, but my heart. I think I think no, you have to care about the wife of Oli, the children of Oli, Rashi, Sanchi. Of oh, this guy, man. Of this guy, man. I can't talk to nobody. This ass passed by Jordan. Jesus Christ. I, I thought it was bad, but bro. Yo, uh, if you if you haven't already, please do want to like, subscribe, and share the podcast, especially if you're a United fan. Channel. We we all before. I really <laughs> I really want to crack it today. I wanted to ask about this boy, Santulili. Nah, I was gonna I say, are we not gonna touch on Sancho? Because I, I, I really oh, no. don't understand what this eighty plus ninety million signing is doing right now. Hmm. Well, if if you if you can't coach, if you can't coach, then you just expect brilliance, individual brilliance. You're bringing in a player from the previous league, which is kind of slow, not kind of very slow as compared to the Premier League. You expect him to do things he was doing when he was afforded kind of space. Bundesliga, they package soup. Wow, these niggas. They always a package soup. So, so every time you see like... me, when you look at any player and you see how they are performing in Bundesliga and you see their stats and everything, the stats you see for divide them by three. So, if the person scored 30 goals, divide those 30 goals by three. That be what's going to give you the true picture of what the person you, to do for you. Because me. <laughs> you David, you get two players who come from there. You understand? They do you understand? For, they they then buy two subs from Chance for Chelsea. So go for Chelsea. That be all I get. Up. Chance for Chelsea. Relax. Go for Chelsea. Kai Havertz. Rice his name in folklore. If he like, make it no square again. Okay. If he like, make you know what? Make you no square again. This is in year one group. My team where we they play Taliban football with defense. That be all we get. Up. Get eight, you get like eighteen or twenty-five. Eighteen different goal scorers. Mm-hmm. Somebody said Callum has started at right wing back, played right wing, gave Sancho two matches and still has scored more goals and assists than Sancho. But hey, who am I? That's just that's just you. That's that's just. It's not me. Who am I? What do yeah, I know? If you, I don't oh, know if it's true or not. Ah, I have to check. Shall I make a game, man? Make our game announcements <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, so like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Also, uh, the Gold Coast Report has its uh, second live podcast event coming up soon. You should already see artwork associated with the Twitter account. Uh, we'll be pushing out more information. I think, so if, I, if I'm wrong, yeah, I'm coming in there. Yeah, yeah. So you guys should look out for that. Obviously, we would be following COVID protocols as well. So keep it being vaccinated and challenge <laughs> more jams. <laughs> Already even know the one, but it's still a PSA. Charlie, tough, 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 tough week for football fans on the red side of Manchester. 
But in London, both blue and red are drinking up their teams and come up. Charlie, Corey, you especially, Charlie, you try well when you come to the class. You're smiling. It must have been hard, but still. I got an idea, Charlie. Oh, but are we not going to talk about the best, the best game in the world? El Clasico, which is actually rather useless right now. But can we just... Let's nah, just talk about yeah, how shit the Masai is and how they have a... a you know who I was impressed who? with? The person who I'm impressed Ooh. with really this season? Vinicius? Ooh. That guy has improved, I, I figured. man. Vinicius, yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured. I mean, if you have, you know, Don Carlo behind you... I'm you have so to, impressed. To... This guy's actually like a threat now. I felt I was like, oh, just just let him dance. He, he's he's not, another champion. He, 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 but he, he, now, Charlie, I got it to step. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I feel mm. bad for, for Mr. Coleman. You know, he's just like Ole. Has that one graphic, you know, one video where he shoots from wherever outside the yard, scores, and then they give him the, you know, the jobs in. <laughs> he knows the bus away. And now, you cannot tell that. Coleman had a, honestly, they have been Coleman had a better CV coming into Barca. At least, nobody saying he had a good CV, but he had a better yeah. CV than Oli. Because he, he, he did well with, with Netherlands. Bloody Malmo. Malmo. You don't see, underestimate see, winning trophies at Malmo is a mode. Relax. Let's, I also want to talk this thing. There's this thing going around that everyone is looking for the next Zidane or the next Pep or whatever. That yes, look for someone with them to come and take their former club to board. That's actually very true. That can be bullshit. Because at the end, but because at the end of the day, like the old coaches are gonna get older. You need young ones coming in. And you think the safest bets in Barca at least can be like that. Let someone from the club uh, who knows the structure and all that give them a chance. Because obviously it's either they go away, go and work for a bit, to hold off from taking a job actually say no, which a lot of them, the only person who has kind of done that is Xavi. But that's just because he's, a, when, he's in Qatar and he, he wants to win trophies and he's won seven trophies in two years. And he's won. And he's won. So it begs the question that, you know, Coleman isn't re- doesn't really, wasn't really giving the fans what they want. They are, I mean, they are managing a financial situation right now. So is, is, is that about trying to get results or trying to stay in the For me, I, I think uh, as a manager, your your focus should always be on what happens on the pitch and what happens in the you know in the results panel. That's where your focus should be. If the club, the club is going through financial crisis, yes, they will tell you maybe we can't sign these kind of players. So you do what you can with what you have. Frank Lampard did what he could with what he what he had, and then when they gave him the tools that he couldn't work, they booted him out. So. For me, I would say these players from, you know, legends from clubs who have been, they should be allowed to maybe handle transition. So, Fankrapa did an excellent job transitioning Chelsea from everywhere to where we are now. I'll never take that away from him. But at the point when we needed somebody to do something better, the club knew it was now time to bring in much more experienced, better heads to take over. And I think that's what Barca has tried to do. By bringing in command, try and help us steady the ship and bring in a year's time, we'll bring in Xavi. That I think that's probably the deal behind closer. This is what I use last year. I think, I think, I think, I think top clubs right now. I, I think I've been thinking this for a while, but top clubs right now, 
have to learn or have to know how to manage their clubs within short shorter periods of time. Not necessarily look at a, yes, focus on the bigger picture, but then understand that it's very much a short term thing with who you deal with. Chelsea has mastered that model where mastered. they have a large That's the only model of, we have both. <laughs> <laughs> but then but then it went for yeah, you it worked for us perfectly so because 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 gone are the days where you would want to give a manager five to six years to be able to imprint or put a stamp on a team and now develop and all of that and that's why the uh, football director has risen to prominence that role has risen to prominence because they can direct the direction in which a club should go and hire managers on a short-term basis to be able to push forward uh, uh, that, 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 that vision or whatever. Because if you say you become hire him, you can't bring a manager who's bringing his own style, his, his own type of players and all that, and it doesn't really work. Right now, you're stuck with assets which you cannot move. And I don't remember for the life of me the last time where United had a good transfer when where they managed to sell players, maybe apart from the last one. Where you had people like Smalling and Mkhitaryan and some other people going in that window, like even in Fergie's time, quite like we, we know they move mm. players like that. If we say it, they'll say my. We know they bring in players. Who am I to talk? No, definitely that still stands. But then <laughs> you open the official players. You know, yeah. I come for lectures for my my like, my, my Iron Lady. No people will come Iron Lady in there making teach you how we sell players. See on that part, I think because United. We probably make too much money. It's like, like some rich kiddie way. You know, really they need the money like that. So we don't really think like we don't really prioritize selling selling players like that. That's the reason why we can have players who we don't even use and we keep extending their contracts for no reason. We don't we like it's like we don't prioritize selling players because we don't really need the money from player sales. We, maybe recent. I don't, I, don't, I don't agree. Maybe maybe I don't agree. I think it's. I think that we we sign up because Chelsea does it too. Where like they've given Bakayoko one year. Is it for your own? They take do. They do it for money laundering because purposes. they want to. Because you just want you just want to. Hey, money laundering. You just want to. You see the difference is that you put, you renew your contract and then you loan them out, and then if the person does well, then you can eventually sell them. United, we go renew your contract, then we keep you on top for no reason, even though you're not playing. Phil Jones wasn't playing; they renewed his contract. Andreas Pereira, they knew this contract. All those players, Smalling and things, as, as of the time they were leaving, they all had like... See, they're not using Linga. They are still looking to extend Linga, this was the perfect opportunity to let him go, get some 25 to 30 million for him. Because it was obvious he's not going to start. He's not going to start either of Bruno. He's not going to play on the left. He's not going to play on the right. So this was the best time to sell him. You didn't sell him. You, and you are still trying to renew his contract as of now. Even Pogba, it right now, Pogba, you don't trust Pogba in any of the big games, but you are still trying to renew his contract. Charlie, Pogba, nah, Pogba, nah, he, you see, he and me, this was, I don't understand, he picked him mind. That smack on his face when he, he got sent off today was absolutely everything. He said, because he for Maji 5, I made a baby. Sorry, I'm sorry, Stanley. And, and it, it, it pains me that when the day comes where like his contract winds down, may I, may I get some things out of him? Because, Charlie, talented player like this, 
you, you, you had the world on your feet. Granted, yeah, you wanted to move, they didn't give you the move. And then still, you'd be professional. If you say you, you say you won't go some other side, go chop cheap side for there. Honestly, cheap side no day for this world. With that fans team is blessed with players, which can hide your deficiencies. Because believe you me, I don't think that I don't think he he doesn't even act this way in France. Yes, because he's comfortable like, with the surroundings. He'd be very he'd be very tidy in the Yes, because in the French national team they play up to his strength and the coach has a clear plan. No, me, in Manchester I think, United more I think the not, major, it seems like the coach doesn't. I think the major thing when he goes to the national team is that he has more space to play with. When you watch in fact when you watch international football lately, it's not just France but international football lately, it's more open. You see more goals, you see more entertaining football. Because it's more open. The players have more time to pick their passes. You watch France, Pogba has enough space to be given like five, two passes every game. Nobody is pressing him. But he comes to the Premier League and you have just a few seconds to make your decisions. And that's where the problem comes. That's why, if you notice, he's always getting caught on the ball in the middle of the park or even in front of his own box. Because... You are being pressed all over the pitch. One of the goals was because of because he got caught up in the middle. Exactly, of the he's being pressed he's all over the, the goal, pitch. Yeah. You don't really face that a lot in international football, so that's another major thing. But as Kio was saying, when he's leaving, for me, Mumbia, when he's leaving, honestly, when you look back, the transfer has generally been a bad one for both sides. Because honestly, I think that he could. He could either have stayed at Juventus or he could have gotten another top European club where he would have gone on to have a better okay. career. And United have not benefited from having him in any way. So it has just been a lose-lose. Can I ask you, can I ask you this? Do you think he would have done well in a club like Chelsea? I think yes. he would have done well in many other clubs that weren't United. United is not just his fault. It's <laughs> also because he had said we've been... Because who who has who has, who has his managers? Only yeah, Jose and Mourinho was already so done. Terrorist, terrorist from Mourinho was already <laughs> done. Only two wasn't up to it. Like it's not his fault, but when you look at it, it's been a bad transfer for both sides. It's a lose lose situation. I think he will renew the contract. He shouldn't. He shouldn't. Maybe go. Either to Paris. Oh no 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 no. He's going to Paris. Paris. He's going. He's going. Next he's year, that guy will not, be. Uh, what about him? So, you know, they try to do some terrorist things before. And Madrid, they won't get Mbappe. Oh, next, next year, he'll get Mbappe, he'll get Pogba. He won't have another winger. I doubt like, he'll get that one. With Benzema still played. With Benzema still playing the way he's there. Chelsea. You guys, Chelsea, no, they go no, for no, no. I don't think we can play both Haaland. I mean, Tuchel is crazy and mad enough to do that. I don't think that he would, uh, Chelsea would splash another 115 million on, on another uh, centre forward. That, that brings our centre forward just to 250 million to keep there. That's too much money. Well, I don't think Roman would. Do you, know, oh, you know what? For Roman, no way, I, I don't think Chelsea is going to buy Howard. They would have bought Howard yeah, if they so. didn't buy Lukaku. But they, yes. they, can't, they can't do both. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the 400,000 a week. Fuck the oh, premiership. Yeah. If they do both, I'm done. Mm-hmm. It, means, it means the premiership makes no sense. I genuinely think forget Newcastle might go. We they forget Newcastle. Ah, oh, Marcel, forget nobody Newcastle. goes to Newcastle for, for another four years. I think Newcastle uh, will take them maybe because, two to three years to, to get the, the habits. No. Uh, Look, for, 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 football has changed since then, I beg. 
yes. exchanges the, and money talks. If you say that they're doing a new project, this is the manager in charge, the team starts in the next two seasons, the team starts to take shape, bro. Trust me, money talks, it will change. But you see, but that's the problem. What I'm trying to Sense. point out is see, football has changed, the football administration has also changed. Wherein, when City got their owners, everybody was whispering, and uh, 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 but people were not kicking against it as much as they are kicking against the Newcastle one. If you can even look at like the rules that they made on Monday, they literally voted just so that Newcastle will not be able to get some money in from their owners or whatever. So I think they will struggle with a bit more like the financial freedom that Chelsea and City and PSG have enjoyed. They may not have that freedom. And that is why Wishful I believe their project there. will take a bit longer. Wishful thinking. Oh, I mean, well, we live to see, but already I can see the pushback. You think Newcastle's so going to sit down and let Chelsea and City and all those people be spending their money, and when it's time for them to spend their money, they'll tell them no. They try to stop this deal well, even before it happened. Mm -hmm. And look at what happened. Are they beg? Are they beg? All they have, all the clubs have to do is just vote against Newcastle every time they bring up something related to owners and things. And That's what do you think is going to happen the when they do that and, and to City and to those people? You think, come on, man. Let's uh, you see, the thing to... I, I, I City see what... Chelsea voted for I see what Van Gerda is... Because, you know, even in the voting... Like, City, for example, they, they abstained from the vote. <laughs> it was 18 mm -hmm. clubs voted in favor of it. And the thing... The main vote was to decide that um, clubs wouldn't be able to get commercial sponsorships from companies that are affiliated to their owners so that's a very smart way to smart way to put it for them because you know city they then just go sign some deal plus etihad and they give them some buoyant amount of money that <laughs> etihad way nobody know the place then they give them that money to spawn for as main sponsor and everything so what then they do what are they yeah. doing Worth for 500 billion, and it was obvious that Newcastle were going to do something like that because even Mike Ashley had a naming sponsorship deal with um, Sports Direct, which is also his company, to name the to change the name of St James's Park. Mm -hmm. So right now, when you cut all those commercial avenues, it's it's it clips their wings a bit. Even though Newcastle, I think they are they are a bigger club than City were when they got their money fresh. So and they also had uh -huh. have more fans than City had. So, and they also had the biggest, like, they have more things going on for them. They are set up. They are set up, Charlie. But, and also, Mike Ashley was handling them quite well on the financial side. So, they can afford to take a hit on players, like, on in the transfer window and all those things. So, they have they have money to spend, but I don't, like Van Gelder is saying, I don't think they have Haaland Mbappe money. I think they'll be able to sign, like, players on, like, the tier two, tier three, just and go put side something like Saul Miguel. Yeah, then can play some because I even ah, heard that they're players with Utilimans. Then can be because I heard that they're even chasing Saul 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 Miguel. That guy he scared them after he debuted. <laughs> no one see him. Yeah. <laughs> no, after after the debut, yeah. Ali, do you know do you know how terrible you have to be for? Uh, what we name Ross Barkley, who didn't have a kit number after the time we were registering our players to be getting in and playing games ahead of you. Do you know how terrible you have to be? <laughs> it means, Italy, them say, our party, Chelsea is not going to 
it's not gonna continue the contract. Or or, or pay. Thank you for your services. Oh, Go back to They'll give him some time. They'll give him what? See, we have Bakayoko already to deal with. They're not signing any dead wood players anymore. That dead wood at the NHI, apparently we have a good academic outcome that we can take dead wood players from if we want. <laughs> Alright, Charlie, so you. Thank you guys for working with us till the end of the pod. It's been a long, 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 long <laughs> weekend of football. About to be another longer week with uh, cup games coming up and then uh, review the next round of the Champions League uh, next two weeks. So, shout out to the GCR as usual. And oh, yeah, shout out to Kawawa for not forgetting two nominations for uh, Sports Personality of the Year. I mean, they, Charlie, I beg, this is before take up all put the description inside so people can go and vote yeah, for yeah. our star boy. For one star boy, based on what time in the house of Oak Park, you say make a go based on my people. Not be anything, you cool. Charlie, you know for, you know for us, okay? But then I know more the time the match, but yeah. I know as my, my favorite star boy sports mm. presenter, man. Hey! <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, bags an award and. Uh, yeah, because he's been doing incredible journalistic work uh, over the year, even with COVID, covering the stories which you didn't think was even possible from Colts football, following the uh, boxers around during the Olympics, forgotten footballers, all that. Charlie Kalawa has been doing incredible work, and we at the GCR wish him all the best for the upcoming awards. We certainly have voted for him. We hope that you guys will too. So, actually. If you can bring the award home, so yeah. Uh, as always, after the whistle, dominates the conversation. Neymar, Busquets. Se va al ataque de nuevo el futuro campeón de Liga. Messi dejando el balón para Neymar. Atención, ahí fuera del juego, balón para Luis Suárez. Gol. Va a golpear Cristiano, se espatarra el bicho. Va a golpear con la derecha, chuta Cristiano. Gol. Costa turns out the finals. Hazard. Won the title for Leicester City tonight. Irving and Curry, one on one. Irving puts it up. It's good. Kyrie Irving from downtown. This has been a Gold Coast Reports production. Catch up on episodes and discover more shows from our network on listen to gcr.com.